Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emanuel Heke. It is a little different setup today, but don't mind me. I'm actually not going to physically be preaching today. I did not plan for it to be a bonus episode. I didn't plan to, you know, unearth anything this week. Um, but this episode was laid on my heart. Um, I was literally asking Holy Spirit to give me whatever, you know, he wanted me to speak about today or this week. And, you know, recently I had this um, I had this moment where, like, I started to see some insecurities come back and some social anxiety come back um, because I was out, you know, at at this event and whatnot. And, you know, what was interesting to me is that as I was like feeling that way again, because, you know, I've grown so much past where I used to be when it comes to my insecurities and stuff like that. As I was feeling that way again, the Holy Spirit started to minister to me about like some stuff that I was taught in the past. So this episode was going to be me teaching, you know, about what the Holy Spirit has told me about and and reminded me about um, when it comes to perceiving insecurities and you know, like operating, you know, living life and conquering them, really. And as I was making the message, I remembered I've preached this specific message before. And honestly, it is one of my favorite, my personal favorite episodes of Church Boy Confessions that I have ever recorded because it's meant so much to me personally. If there's any episode, this this entire podcast, whole 162 episodes, it's probably episode nine that I think gives the most away about my battles with insecurities. And um, I just thought, like, this would just be a really good time. Like, why would I preach the same exact? I mean, you know, I could preach the same exact message, but, like, I can also just unearth that episode. So I didn't plan to do a bonus episode today. I didn't plan to unearth anything. But this is just was put on my heart, man. Um, for anybody that's dealing with insecurities, this episode is for you. You know what I'm saying? I've been there, you know, and there's still some things that I'm trying to conquer myself when it comes to insecurity, social anxiety, so on and so forth. Um, and the interesting part to it is that if you're not careful, you won't recognize that when you try to chase after, you know, when your insecurities, they cause you to want to do things to break, to conquer your insecurities, right? Like, let's say like, oh, you're insecure about, you know, your body. And like nowadays, body positivity and being more secure in your body means showing off your body. But then we know, according to the scriptures, we ought to be modest and so on and so forth. Like, interestingly enough, time and time again, whenever, you know, especially in our generation, whenever we are told to conquer our insecurities, it involves disobeying God. It involves doing something that goes against scripture. And that is so important. And I genuinely believe that that's one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, why the, why Satan tries to buffet us and bother us with our insecurities, because it's trying to get us to do something that goes against scripture. So today I've talked about this all the way back in episode nine. This was probably even the first time I actually recorded an episode for Church Boy Confessions, like a video episode for Church Boy Confessions. So I had to get all on this mic, even though it's a bonus episode, I had to get on this mic. I had to introduce this episode, episode nine, Church Boy Confessions. I hope it can be a blessing to you. Um, and let me know what you guys think, man, because the wisdom that, you know, the Holy Spirit bestowed upon me when it came to just perceiving um, my my insecurities and, and uncovering the plan of Satan. And then also, you know, my act, the action to take after that um, has just been so freeing. Um, 
So if you've had some insecurities, be free, man. I hope this episode, this this uh, spiritual wisdom truly can set you free. So I love you guys. Um, enjoy the episode. One thing I wanted to add was that um, we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 4. Um, this is where Satan tempted Jesus and said, If thou be the Son of God, if thou be the Son of God, do this. If thou be the Son of God, do that. And, you know, there are some scholars that will say, or some interpretations, rather, that I've I've heard where it's about, like, you know, Satan trying to tempt Jesus to be um, unsure of his identity. And that's how I kind of approach this scripture. However, I think the better way to approach it is that Satan was trying to tempt Jesus into um, like based on pride, right? Like if thou be the son of God, like you should be, you should be doing something big, something great, as opposed to if you are the son of God, then you should do this. And like trying to appeal to, um, trying to tempt Jesus based on identity as opposed to pride, you know, both of them kind of seem present. Um, but I would now, like now I would lean towards the pride side of things. And you're going to understand this, like, as you listen to the episode, cause I know it's kind of hard what I'm saying, but just know that it doesn't really take away from what I'm trying to communicate, albeit, but just know that like, whether Satan was appealing to Jesus to be unsure of his, of his identity or, or appealing to Jesus to do something out of pride. He kept on saying, if thou be the son of God, if thou be the son of God, um, but I do think it still is relevant in the context of like our lives and anybody who's insecure about their identity and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, I hope that all made sense and I hope you enjoy the episode. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. It's another Monday, September 2nd, 2019, and you are listening to the Church Boy Confessions. Woo! And I'm your host, founder and CEO of Unassociated LLC, Emmanuel E. Heke. Um, and we have a new little uh, bio for this podcast, and I'm going to read it to you right now. Um, this is the bio. For many of us, we received an identity that was forced onto us by the world before we could even discover who we really were. For me, it was a church boy. Throughout life, I've learned that we are not who the world says we are, but are all individuals whose identities were given to us by God. It is up to us to discover that identity and what we ought to use it for. Join the discussion that will change your approach to life forever. Y'all like that? I think I like that better than the other one. I think it encompasses more of what we talk about, which is just a lot. Um, but all of it, it revolves around inspiration. You know, that's the Church Boy Confessions. That's Unassociated LLC. We do inspiration. We make content. Um, this is the podcast. We do videos. We do editorials. We do blogs. We do the whole shebang. We do live events. Um, and today in this episode, what I wanted to talk about is something that um, has really changed my life. Yeah. Changed my approach to life forever. Just like in the little bio, right? Let's just say this. Let's just say this. I'm, I'm actually, I don't normally get nervous when I'm behind the mic, but I feel nervous today because I think that this message I'm going to record right now is the most important message that I've spoken on thus far. And um, 
Yeah. So I pray that God be with me in Jesus' name. Long story short, I, right now, September 2nd, 2019, I feel the most free. I feel the best that I've ever felt in my life. Truthfully, I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. And no, it's not because everything's going perfect in my life right now, but I can say honestly and truly that I am free from a lot of the pressures that I put on myself to be myself. Um, A lot has happened starting from last Thursday, Um, but I'm not going to talk about last Thursday, but I'm going to talk about the time that's happened between last Thursday and now. Last Thursday, I had a really good revelation from God and since then, he's been talking to me so much. And one of the things that he said to me is what I'm going to talk about today. Um, and it started, this specific thing I'm going to talk about today wasn't Thursday, but it happened like a couple of days after. Um, and it started with me reading from Matthew chapter 4. Um, and a quick backstory to this place. I'm going to read this and I'm just going to go on a rant like I do every episode. Um, the backstory to this passage is that this is when Jesus is getting started. He's about to get started on his ministry. He's about to, you know, do all the things that you've heard Jesus do. But before he could do that, he wanted to go be isolated, fast for 40 days and 40 nights, and be more in tune with God. Um, but of course, whenever you want to be more in tune with God, it's going to be met with a lot of opposition. Um and this is where the devil came in and tempted Jesus. And as far as I know, and if his Bible scholars watching this, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. This is the first time recorded in the Bible that the devil spoke to Jesus. I don't know if he spoke to him again, but I say the first time. Um, so I'm going to read the passage, starting from verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came, the tempter being the devil, came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, mark that place, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones become, be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, he being Jesus, he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give the angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest, any, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I'm going to stop right there. I've read this passage a million times. I've been taught this passage a million times. And most of the teachings that I've heard on this passage have revolved around how Jesus was able to battle the temptation of the devil through using scripture. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. Because like I said, I read this scripture a million times. I've been taught it a million times. But in the span of the last seven days, God opened my eyes to a completely different way to look at this. And it was for me. And I may talk about my life a lot in this episode, um, but I pray that the way I talk about my life is going to be something that you guys can resonate with um, because, man, a lot happened. And like I said, I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. And this is why. If thou be the son of God, that's what the devil said. 
That's that's how he started this entire thing off. Every sentence that he's saying, if thou be the son of God, then boom. Then boom. Initiating that, uh, insinuating that you have to fulfill some type of criteria in order to be the son of God. That's what he was at least insinuating. And it's funny to me because Jesus went out there, he fasted 40 days, 40 nights, and the first thing that the devil wants him to do is break that fast by eating, fall into the temptation, break that fast, break your self-control, and eat. That wouldn't have been good for Jesus. Maybe he made a pact with God, so him doing that would be disobedient. Or maybe what if, you know, he, he threw himself off the cliff, but God didn't want him to throw himself off the cliff, so then Jesus died. Whatever way you want to see it, whatever way you want to project the future, whatever, what I'm trying to get at is the devil came to Jesus and said, if thou be the son of God, turn that stone into bread. If thou be the son of God, jump off that cliff. And thank God Jesus did none of those things. Why? Because Jesus knew he was the son of God and knew that he didn't have to prove to anything or anyone who he was. At least not in that context. And I thought it was funny. I really read verse three and four and stopped there um, when I was reading this myself. And I thought it was really funny because if thou be the son of God was a phrase that just jumped out at me. And the devil is, is basically saying, if you are who God says you are, then you should be able to do this. And it's funny because I believe that Ultimately, that the this, the the the, the this that the, the criteria that the devil wants us to fulfill, either leads us to being disobedient to God or failing. And when you are disobedient or you fail, you're either falling out of your relationship with God, you're questioning your identity, or you're rejecting your true identity. And I'm going to unpack all that. If thou be the son of God. When I was reading this, I was, I was just led to write down what my criteria would look like. For Jesus, the devil said, if thou be son of God, throw yourself off a cliff. If thou be the son of God, you have the power to turn this stone into bread. Do it. For me, you know, it wasn't to turn stone into bread. It wasn't to jump off a cliff and hope the angels catch me. Um, I, I wrote down the criteria that the devil wants me to fulfill in order to be Emmanuel, right? So if thou be Emmanuel, I wrote down five things. The first one, if thou be Emmanuel, you need to get a whole bunch of likes and views on social media. That's what the devil was trying to tell me. If you are Emmanuel, get a whole bunch of likes and views on Instagram, YouTube, website, whatever. If you are Emmanuel, every girl needs to love you. If you are Emmanuel... People need to perceive you as smart, funny, handsome, caring, uh, sweet, a gentleman, and just pretty much better than the average guy. Um, if you are a man, then you need all the attention from everybody. You need to be super popular. If you are Emmanuel, then you need to be, you know, you have to have a tough, rugged side to you. Slap somebody if they talk to you the wrong way. You know, you got to be a tough guy, too. You know what I'm saying? If you are Emmanuel. That is. And it's funny because my my life growing up, I never just ignored it. I never just fought it with scripture like Jesus did. I believed. I, I, I took the bait. 
I took the bait. I said, okay, bet. I am Emmanuel. So I'm going to go and I'm going to get as much likes as I can on Instagram. As much views as I can get people to come to the site. I'm going to try and shoot my shot a million times and hope the girls like me. I'm going to try and, you know, dress nice and, you know what I'm saying, make sure I'm always looking good. I'm going to try to be the nicest and sweetest guy as much as I can, as much as I can. So people will, you know, think I'm better than the average person. I'm going to try and be the most popular dude in school. I'm going to try and be a tough guy, you know what I'm saying, when I need to be a tough guy. And it led me to complete and utter depression, anxiety, and just the feelings of being a failure. Why? Because I sucked at every last thing on this list. I sucked at it. I sucked at it. And it would lead me, like I said, to being either disobedient to God or to just failing. (laughs) To just failing. And ultimately, when I was disobedient to God, I backslided my relationship with him. Um, Or when I failed at one of these things, I would question my identity because aren't I supposed to be good at these things? I'm, I'm, I'm Emmanuel. Maybe I'm not Emmanuel because I suck at it. Or I reject, reject my true identity. I'm a dork at heart. But I know girls don't like the dorks. So I'm not going to be that. I'm going to reject that and I'm going to go and I'm going to be cool so I can get a whole bunch of likes on Instagram. That was me. There's still some stuff that I'm you know, trying to get over. I'll be honest. I'll be very transparent with that. This was a list. These five things on the list. This was a list. If thou be Emmanuel, then you should be able to accomplish all these different things. And when I wrote this down, you know, I, I looked at it and I studied it just for a little bit. And I'm, and I'm telling you, like, I'm feeling different this day. And I noticed that if I look at each one of these five things, it, it, something was missing in, in, in each of these five things, you know, because I've pretty much been convinced, and this is pretty much why the reason I started Unassociated, is that my identity doesn't come from the world's labels, what, how people perceive me or, or, or what the environment that I've come from. It comes from God. God said that I'm Emmanuel. God has made me who I am. He gave me my identity. But when I look at this list, it seems as though every last thing on this list traces back to people. Traces back to people and how people perceive me. What control do I have over how many likes and views that I get on social media? Other people have that. That's dependent on other people and how they perceive me and how much they like the picture or whatever. What control do I have over all the girls that I want in the world being attracted to me or whatever? Literally no control. (laughs) That doesn't depend on me. That's just other people. What control do I have on how people perceive me wanting to be, you know, the funny, handsome, better than the average person? popularity that 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 traces back to people too wanting to be the tough guy and ready to fight all them stuff that 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 that's just a facade i'm not i'm not a i'm not that type of guy that's just not me every single thing on this list had to do with how other people perceived me 
trace back to other people. So what the devil is really saying is that if thou be Emmanuel, then all these people need to love you. If thou be Emmanuel, everybody should like you. If thou be Emmanuel, everybody should give you their attention. If thou be Emmanuel, then you should be able to mark off all these things off the list. And you can't be Emmanuel <laughs> until you do. But like I said, I've always known that my identity comes from God. But what was missing in all of this, this entire list, was God. God is nowhere in this. Likes and views on Instagram? Girls? People perceiving me as handsome? Of uh, popularity? Of tough guy? Where in this criteria does it include having a relationship with God? Because ultimately, if the criteria doesn't include God, who's the source, the giver of my identity, then how in the world can it include my identity? The answer? It can't. It can't. That's the answer. It can never include my identity. It can never inform my identity. How could it? Every last thing on this list is traced back to how other people feel about Emmanuel. It has nothing to do with who Emmanuel is. What's your criteria? If the devil came to you and told you, if you are you, then you should be able to do this, accomplish this. What's that for you? I challenge you to make your own list of the criteria that the enemy has put in front of your face, saying that you're only you if you can accomplish this, this, and this. For some people, it could be grades. For some people, it could be, um, you know, a lot of the same things I put on there, likes on Instagram. You know, for some people, it could be uh, making their parents proud. For some people, it could be, I mean, it could be anything. It could be anything. Sorry, I don't have that big of an imagination. I can't think of everything, but it could be anything. And then ask yourself, is God anywhere in that criteria? Because if we're talking about criteria, I would think, you know, if I am Emmanuel, then I should be able to know who the source is, know the person who gave me that title in the first place, that identity in the first place. That seems like a more sensible criteria, one that traces back to God, ultimately the giver of our you know, definition of our identity, right? So let me tell you why this set me so free. I don't care about how many likes and views I get on Instagram anymore. I don't care. 
I don't care about how many girls are in my DMs or girls are attracted to me or whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you think I'm funny. I don't care if you think I'm handsome. I don't care if you think I'm funny or if I'm caring, if I'm a sweet gentleman, or if I'm better than the average person or not. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you give me all your attention or if you don't give me any attention at all. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if I'm popular. I don't care. I don't care if I'm not the toughest guy you've ever met. Sorry. I don't care. And I can't care. I don't say I can't care because, you know, I don't care about other people. No, this is not me trying to isolate myself, separate myself, whatever. I don't care because ultimately I've been lied to my entire life by the devil telling me, the enemy telling me that I need to fill, fulfill all these things, check all these things off on the list in order to finally be Emmanuel. But I've been Emmanuel the entire time, but I had no power. I had very limited power. Why? Because I only knew small parts of Emmanuel, the small parts that I was questioning, the small parts that I was rejecting, the glimpses, the, the little reminders from my brother back in Nigeria when he called me on the phone and told me that I was special. That's all I knew. But I tried to fulfill all of the things on this list, all the criteria on this list, and I'd fail, and I'd fail, and I'd fail. Or sometimes it'd be great, and sometimes it'd be terrible. And that, that, that would inform how I felt about myself when really I was, I've been this guy my entire life. What power did I have when I didn't know who I was? My power is in the hands of the enemy. My power was in the hands, maybe not even my enemy, but just other people, man. And when, why would that be safe? That just sounds like a bad idea. So finally, Emmanuel can say, I'm free. And I'm free indeed. I'm on this planet to be who God put me to be on this planet. And if that just so happens to create riches, to create fame, to create all that different stuff that people love, that I like too, it looks cool, then so be it. And if it means that nobody pays attention to me, that I get zero likes on Instagram because I like to post things at 1 a.m. like a weirdo, if that means that no girls ever like me and I never find my wife, or if it means I get no attention and no popularity, if that means that I get beat up, I'll never get beat up. If that means that I, I I just don't look like a tough guy and I'm more like a Carlton, whatever, then that's okay. Because none of those things define me. I don't have to fulfill anything on that list. I just got to know God. I just got to know God. What's your list? Write it down. Please write it down. Look at it. <laughs> Study it. <laughs> Because it's a lot of things that you can learn from that. If that would be Emmanuel. Don't get tricked into being disobedient. Don't get tricked into failing um, at things that God never made you for. Don't get tricked to uh, 
falling out of your relationship with God. Don't get tricked into questioning who you are. Don't get tricked into rejecting who you truly are. God has a plan for you. He made you the way you are, the weirdo that you are for a reason. For a reason. But he can't have you fulfill that reason if you continue to reject all the things that make you different. How is he able to do that? He made you different so you can do different things. So you can do you go to the places where he needs you to go that no other place, no other person can go. But when you reject those things, then what do you become? I'm free. <sighs> I can breathe in and out. And I can feel free. And I want you to feel free too. So with that being said, let's move into confessions. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because somebody needed to hear this just as much as I needed to hear it a couple of days ago. And now that person who's listening right now can be free. Now they see light at the end of the tunnel and they're going to go and they're going to be free. They can be them. They can be them. They can walk in what you have for them. And they can feel good about it without looking on the right and their left, comparing, without caring about how the world labels them or where they've come from or the past mistakes that they've made and so on and so on. But they can only concern themselves with who you say that they are. And we do realize that the devil is not just going to stop here. Of course not. He won't just stop here. He's going to keep on coming with all the different, if thou be blank, then blank. He's going to keep on coming with all those. But Father God, we are going to get to a position so we can combat the devil with as much confidence as Jesus had because ultimately Jesus knew exactly who he was. So we're going to know exactly who we are. So when things get added to this list of criteria or criterion, or, or when these things on the list try to make their way into our lives in any nook and cranny through any avenue, we can recognize it and we can say, hey, 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 hey. You're not tracing back to God. You're not tracing back to the source of my identity. Therefore, you are obsolete. Help us to know you so we can know ourselves, God. And we will. And we speak victory, prosperity, love, joy, real joy into this week, into this day. Help us to recognize you, to recognize you in every day of this week. Hallowed be thy name, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that these words that we spoke on today bless you as much as it blessed me and that you can finally be free. That being said, See y'all next week. Bye.